Hey, fresh episode of the podcast is in. Thanks for listening. Uh, we have the extremely talented uh, CJ Toledano, who is guesting on the show for the first time, but it's been a long time coming. We should have had him on years ago. Uh, we will have him on a whole lot more moving forward. I promise you're, you're definitely going to enjoy listening to him, hearing his story, hearing how he appreciates, how he sees basketball and, and the NBA. He's one of the most talented content creators um, around the NBA and around just sports in general, uh, representing Filipinos in in the U.S. and in the sports scene. Uh, he's extremely talented. He's taken his experience from Bleach Report and House of Highlights and his personal comedy career uh, and has he's done the dream he's put up his own business he's uh put out his own studios it's called follow through studios he talks about it in the podcast it's it's all incredible stuff um and we do an overreaction pod after three games of the nba finals um it's something that i found to be truly truly satisfying talking to him and i promise you if you like this podcast even just a little bit if you like being on NBA Twitter and laughing at the memes and just enjoying the social media aspect of the NBA, then this is a podcast episode that you will truly, truly enjoy because CJ is a, he's he's the best. He's the best. Um, and I'm happy that he's on uh, this podcast with us. This podcast is made possible by our friends from AXA. Thank you very much to them for helping make this possible and a whole lot of our NBA-related content. They are the official uh, insurance partner of the NBA here in the Philippines. So shout out AXA Philippines. Make sure you follow them on social media. The podcast, as always, is produced and made possible by the amigo Toby from HR. Original art is supervised by Mr. Alan Martin, done up by the super talented Mr. Melvin John Rodas. And the original theme music is a track called Tropical Vikings by Careless Music Manila. This finals episode brought to us by our friends from AXA. My name is Nico Ramos, and this, this, my friends, is the Call to Arms podcast. Something going on around the islands. Money flowing wherever I've been promised. Just another vacuum in the tropics. Taking over, trying to stop this novice. Make it kill it. I'm finna conquer. I'm a dreamer. The floor is lava Something going on around the islands I'm bringing the full Filipino sports mafia together one person at a time. We had Cassidy Hubbard right before the finals began, three games in, to do an overreaction podcast and talk about things we've absolutely loved, hated, observed um, about... Uh, the first three games of the NBA Finals, we will, and probably we won't wait that long, but we will be talking about our Los Angeles Lakers very soon. It's just yeah. a Filipino thing to do. Uh, <laughs> the founder of uh, Follow Through Studios uh, out of Los Angeles, CJ Toledano, is here. CJ, thanks a lot for making time. I appreciate this. Dude, I appreciate it. I've been, I feel like this is a long time coming, and it's funny. We I signed on, and we looked at each other. I wasn't going to say it, but man... We are we are doppelgangers. This is I mean I was I was saying this is our uniform, the Lakers hat, and and uh, you got an NBA hoodie on. I got I got the Rui hoodie on. Um, oh I oh I like the Rui yeah, hoodie. Yeah, but uh, yeah I mean this is every day. This is every day wear as a Filipino basketball fan. Yeah, across like very different. <laughs> across very different temperatures and climates also yes. like you just hopped on the zoom and then we both just started laughing we're like yeah yeah i guess i guess i guess we're cut from the same cloth um yeah. it's it's been an it's it's been a fun finals uh we'll, we'll we'll get to we'll get to that one but you know for everyone who's who's listening all the people in the motherland who um are maybe familiar with your great work or are gonna get familiar with your great work after after listening to this, and and scoping you out. Can you talk a little bit about what follow through is all about yeah. and what it is you guys do and mm -hmm. how it is that I could get the Adam Sandler T-shirt? Those are oh, you know, those are my priorities. You know the package is coming, but uh, yeah, quick quick little elevator pitch. I guess for follow through is one, 
my background, I, I was a, a content creator um, over at Bleacher Report and House of Highlights, did a little bit of stuff at the NFL. And then after years of, you know, uh, in the Pistons as well. And then after a bunch of years, I decided, you know what, I don't want to work for a corporation anymore. I want to be my own boss. And so I launched follow through where it's sort of a culmination of everything I've learned at those places where I think in the last 10 years, sports fans digest and consume sports differently. They do it through jokes. They do it through entertainment. They don't just do it through wins and losses and, and numbers and stats. Um, and so, yeah, we, we try to, you know, it's a lot of storytelling off the court. It's a lot of, um, you know, what NBA Twitter has sort of, uh, come to be after all these years, it's, it's capturing the, the fan sentiment. Um, we're talking more about fashion. We're talking more about, you know, business endeavors of all these athletes who've, you know, started their own studios and production companies had podcasts. Um, and so we specialize in, in making, uh, that kind of content, you know, it's scaling from social media to large commercial productions, like. Uh, a couple of our biggest clients are Nike, Jordan, the NBA, um, and stuff like that. So I, you know, at the root of it is just a Filipino dude, like a lot of <laughs> Filipino people out there who loves basketball and knew he wasn't going to make it to the NBA. And so just took that sort of uh, mentality and, and the work ethic to, you know, take anything that I could to work as close to the game um, as I could. And, and, and yeah, after, yeah, almost a couple decades, it's it's kind of, you know, turned into follow through. It's really such, you know, an inspiring story of, as you said, a Filipino kid doing the things that Filipinos love the most, yeah. which is living in and around basketball, telling the jokes. Um, yeah. And if there's one thing we love more than basketball, it's the social media. Um, yeah. And if there was a way that you could, I don't know, do karaoke and insert that into the ethos of follow through that that would essentially just capture the filipino spirit uh but i i you know you have directed and produced and done all this great projects um yep. you know launching sneakers uh i think that's another commonality that we have except that you're directing luka Doncic and telling him how to you know launch his his signature sneaker uh yeah. you, you did the same with with zion williamson and things like that so um is there a favorite kind of athlete interaction that you know that you've had in in this role um yeah. at, at follow through doing these you know these big projects with these big clients yeah, dude, and, and I, it's something I don't I don't try to take for granted. Um, every time I get to work with these with these uh, players, and and I think probably the the one that still sticks with me um, is kind of it, it's a full circle moment where so when I was at House of Highlights, I created this this short, really short, funny um, comedy sketch where um, it was this I got this giant bodybuilder to dunk on a bunch of little kids. And I said that was what Zion's going to look like in the NBA. And so that kind of caught fire on the internet. People use it as a meme uh, whenever someone's like sort of dominating. So I made that. <clears throat> and then a few years later, I got to um, work and in, in direct Zion for his his second shoe. And so we were having a great time at set. Like one, Zion is is such a you know personable guy. And, you know, he's this huge, massive athlete, but just like a kid at heart. And um, I, I just was like, I got to tell him. I got to tell him I made this thing. And I, I guess it was like, hey, man, there was this like video meme or whatever going around where, you know, this bodybuilder's doing it on kids and they're saying it's Zion. I just want to let you know I made that and I hope you're not offended. And it was one of my favorite pieces I ever did. And he like, dude, like that changed the whole mood. Like it was already going great, but it, it was like, it was like we were two buddies. Like he like dapped me up and was like, dude, that was so funny. And I still show it to my friends and like, he told he brought his his, uh, his dad over was like oh my god this is the guy who made that and so you know it, it, when we work with something that as much, as much as that we love like basketball and it's we have as much fun as we do and get paid for it um, it's hard to be like is this really world changing are we really making an impact when there's goals <laughs> like you know like you said like doctors lawyers all those people but like yeah it's like people can feel that impact and and zion is a young guy who i think he also same thing too is like it doesn't take for granted that he gets to play basketball for a living so it was just awesome it, it really kind of like i'm doing something here you know whether it's not curing cancer but like um it, it's affecting people in a positive way so I, that was really I, cool. that, that that's that's incredible because i always say i always say i don't have the most important job in the world i don't have a top yeah. 100 most important job in the world but for some people on the right day or maybe on the wrong day, yeah. the stuff that I'm a part of creating um, 
is going to be just what they need to kind of yes. get to tomorrow, just to kind of like breathe, yeah. unwind, decompress, have a laugh. Um, and you know, and and I think you do that better than better than anybody. I love though how how when you were bringing it up to Zion, and you kind of have that existential moment where you're like, I can't, <laughs> I can't not tell him, I can't not tell him. And then you approach this like six foot nine, massive, just like behemoth of an athlete, and and be like, um, Zion. Either sorry or you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. But it was a, that was the game. I did there. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's either gonna be pissed or you're gonna love me. But I think I like my chances, and I'm glad that he loved it. Yeah, I mean, and I, I've heard your Kobe stories and how much you know when you met him, and I'm just like, you don't know when you're gonna get to stand next to you know these these players and these you know people who've had effects on your life and got you through tough moments. And I'm like, at the very least, I gotta show a little bit of love, you know, right. like. They, they got to know. They're reminded. They have to go through these car washes and media all the time. And yeah, there's some people who are just trying to get a soundbite to go viral or whatever, thing or whatever. But I'm like, you know, it's because of people like them, we have these jobs and we get to geek out. We get to geek out. We get to like, you know, take our talents that exist outside of sport and kind of like use it for, to storytell. So yeah, it, it's just, again, like I try not to take it for granted. It's just, it's one of the most exciting parts of my job is to get to meet the people that we see on screen and we and we watch and we yeah are amazed by. I have a question for you and I think I know the Please. answer to it, but I'd love okay. to hear it. Are you like me? Are you like yes. me? So this is a safe space. <laughs> so I'm just already telling you I'm like yeah. this. Are you like me in the sense that if a player shows you love or shows your work love, right? You're like, that guy's my guy forever. Like yes. that guy will do no wrong whatsoever anytime ever ever uh, because in you know my limited experience with with NBA players and things like that um, you know I've had the chance to interview some of them and you know some of them are not the warmest and I understand as you yeah. said you know they, they do these things they just want to play basketball you know they yep. do hours and hours of media and things like that um, however there are some of those guys who just really like show you so much love. And yeah. I remember PJ Tucker showed me love and showed our Titan shoe love um, when we ran into him in, in I think it was a Japan preseason game. And mm -hmm. from that point forward, like I, I do it on main. I don't even do it on the burner. Yeah. Like I just search PJ Tucker <laughs> on Twitter and everyone who's kind of just like criticizing his lack of willingness to shoot a basket <laughs> during yeah. the NBA playoffs him? and I'm just like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> you, don't understand. you know what the de defensive efficiency would be if PJ wasn't yeah. there. So yeah, he's my guy forever. I'm not sure if, if, if you feel that Absolutely, way. man. I mean, yeah, you gotta, I'm trying to think of uh, a specific occasion, but yeah, like I, I uh, well, uh, you know, there's NBA players who are, are perceived as in trouble in the, you know, in the media right now. And I you know, like friends will send, you know, these breaking news reports or tweets like, oh, my God, this person in trouble. And I'd be like, yeah, I get it. it. They're misunderstood or, you know, they're actually nice at heart. And I think that is true. But I'm like, I'm quick to defend within <laughs> friend circles where no one's seeing it. You know what I mean? It's like and they can easily be like, CJ, he doesn't know you. Why? You, you, you don't know him, you know, but I these are my guys. So I yeah. got to stand by. Yeah, it was. uh it was an eventful day for, for Zion the last 48 hours yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, look, he liked the meme I made. He would have yes. never done this for sure. You know why he would have never done this? Because he liked my <laughs> meme. That's my guy yeah. standing by Z forever. Yeah, exactly. Keep your head up, Z. All right. Okay. Let's talk NBA Finals. Um, it's, 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 three, it's three games in, right? Yep. Um, I love, I love. There are a few things I love more than overreaction. Um per playoff game um, in the NBA playoffs because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Because what I do is I'll consume the content today, right, after yeah. game three. And then I'll, you know, if I watch a certain guy, a certain, you know, talking head, Alice or whatever, and then I'll scroll down their feed and go to 48 hours before, right after yeah. game two, and listen to him say the, the exact opposite thing of what he just said. And I'm like, can't blame you, dude. I feel the exact same way. So yeah. here's what the overreaction arc has been like so far, just in these NBA finals. Okay. Game one happens at Denver. Oh, Jokic is 
un- unstoppable, unstoppable. The Miami Heat, they're a playing team. They're they're happy to be here. Have no business being in the finals. There's no way you beat Denver. They just swept LeBron and the Lakers. Cakewalk. Game two, they figured it out. The Heat have figured it out. They made that run at the end of game one. They applied it to game two. The zone is unbeatable. Here come the Heat. Um, Jokic and the Nuggets in trouble. Heat have home court. Game three happens. Denver blows out Miami. Christian Braun is borderline flexing on Jimmy Butler. (laughs) And now we're back to Nuggets in five. There's no way Miami's going to win another game. Uh, The overreaction is wild uh, going whichever way after each playoff game. What's your overreaction been after three games of the finals? My overreaction is that, uh, yeah, Jokic and Maria are the greatest guard center combo to ever walk the Spicy. earth. Spicy. I mean, good lord! And, and it, Wearing a like, Laker hat, how dare you? With Filipino listen, blood running through your veins. We we witnessed it firsthand. You know, we I were centimeters away from the TV watching them walk all over us. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, yeah. I mean, overreaction. I mean, yeah, they had what game three, two triple double, thirty point triple doubles. Like, someone brought it up. I'm not. I don't know who did it, but uh, shout out to them. But they were like, "This is the new Kyrie Lebron meme." You know, mm. you know, forty. It's just, I don't know how you beat that. I guess in game two, the way they did beat it was just shoot insane threes and have Duncan Robinson be an incredible ISO player. Like, are we gonna get that again? We we could. We absolutely could. Is it, you know, is it likely? I don't, I don't know. I mean, can they do it for four games in this series? I no. But man, it's been fun to watch. I mean, like I, I can tell you this much: I wasn't talking about Caleb Martin a month ago. You mm. know, I wasn't talking about you know, man, can Gabe Vincent like come alive in Game Two to help the Heat? Like that sentence to me, you know, no one was was predicting that. So. Man, it's uh, but yeah, Jokic and Murray are incredible. And I was a guy who, especially who wanted Embiid to win the MVP. I was like, Jokic is good. He's a regular season guy, but man, he's been like, just I don't even want to say quietly because what what's quietly just like, just his game, just the way he just you know lobs it softly onto the hoop. Like he's unstoppable. Murray, he's better than Steph right now. Like it's it's crazy. It's 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 hard to imagine that this is the first time they're in the finals. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then you look back and you see the injuries and you're like, oh, no, wait. Like, they're just getting healthy. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you want to talk about Lakers players. KCP helping out is, uh, you know, they got a bunch of guys around them that can hit threes. Unknowing, like, you know, after Jokic or Murray, you want to go, okay, then there's Aaron Gordon, uh, Michael Porter Jr. But then if all those options are exhausted. Then KCP stepping up and hitting these corner threes that I, you know, I was praying to go in, in in 2020. And luckily, you know, we prayed a little bit too hard on some of them and they didn't go in. And I think like, because Laker fans overreact for a living, we, we pushed them off the team, but man, he's hitting some shots with the, with the nuggets. Now, first of all, Contavious mana from heaven called well. <laughs> um, this has never happened to me in my life. In my life, this has never happened to me. And I'm yeah. not just saying that because my wife listens to my podcast, but maybe she will, maybe she won't hear this. Yeah. But it, regardless of that, I will say this. This has never happened to me in my life. But you know how in the movies, there's that jock who's a jerk to his girlfriend. They break yeah. up and she gets a makeover and then she walks through like, like the gym during prom and and then it's just a close-up on the guy's face and he's just like he's he's just kicking himself because he's like yeah what did i do oh look at my ex oh look at my ex yeah i was like that for four straight games watching kcp just run up and down the court going like man i miss you i miss miss you you so much i miss you so much (sighs) um back to he did it on his old old it's like he, it's like getting fired from a workplace and then going back and proving them wrong in their own office. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I remember because I was at game four and it came down to the wire and I was like, I mean, looking back on it, I was, I was like, what was one more game for us going to do? I mean, I would have taken it. But when all the Nuggets players celebrated, my eyes didn't go to LeBron and AD and them hanging their heads. It was like to KCP, happy with his new team. And I was like, you know what? I'm happy for him. I'm happy for you. You helped us get one. Go off and get another one. 
somewhere, somewhere in um, the city of Miami right now, Michael Malone has his fists up in the air, angry at us, going, "How do you guys start? How do you guys start talking about Jokic and Murray are the best small big combo ever, and end up talking about the Los Angeles Lakers? This is what's wrong." This is what. Sorry, sorry, Michael Malone. Sorry. Um, a, a lot of a lot of what I want to talk about, I guess, on on this episode is maybe reinvention. I think that's why you're also maybe the perfect guest for for this podcast is because you were you were sharing the the journey of your career um, at the top of the show and how you've you know yeah. really reinvented yourself. You've kept what's core to you. You've kept what's important to you. What you are truly great at, but you've reinvented. The, the form in which you do that and make a living out of it, right? Um, there are a bunch of guys uh, in the finals that are here because of uh, like they're, they're a product of very drastic reinventions. Um, yeah. I, I want to start with our guy, our own, our relative. I think we're all third cousins twice removed from one Mr. <laughs> Eric Spolstra. Yeah. Um, there's his reinvention just as a as a coach, as someone who, you know, when legend has it, certain superstars uh, went into Pat Riley's office and said, you got to get rid of Spo. He went from that guy to now, I think, pretty clearly the best working coach um, yes. in, in, in all of basketball. Um, and then, you know, obviously he started out as a video coordinator. There's... The Miami Heat have like grainy ass photos of him too. Yes, like just like hell? in off Polaroids of him in polos, polos, organizing files and in stacking tapes. It's um, but it's what crazy. like what? Okay, okay. So we'll talk about his reinvention. But first, yeah. what was that day like? Because there were multiple photos of him as a video coordinator for multiple days. Because he's wearing different things, you can tell like the the hair length isn't all the same yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So, just like the team if photographer he, was just like, "Eric's my boy. Let me get a couple of fit pics for him for the gram." In 1999, what's going do on? Do you think? Do you think they knew? Do you think he was like you know like this kid in the background, like Moneyball, Jonah Hill, and Moneyball, just like. <laughs> In the background, all the other coaches are trying to do this old school stuff, and Eric Spolstra's there with like thick black glasses. He pushes him up and is like, "You know, I think if we go small, uh, you know." You know and then they're like, "I think you're onto guys. something." Yeah, and then Pat Riley is like, "Hey, kid, come into my office," and like they start this relate. Like, yeah, Spolstra was one of the guys who wasn't married, and it was like, "I'll I'll hang out and watch film all night and ask you questions." So. I do think there's probably yeah he was they they knew he was like a heat guy for life. Um, was he like yeah, employee dude, of the month like a couple of like are those for employee real? of the month shoots like yeah because they were they're hella posed you know those stock photos that you could just like look up that that Simu Liu the the guy who plays Shang Chi that you yeah, know used yeah. to be his job like it, like it seems AI generated pre AI that if you just type up like basketball video coordinator, like that's exactly what it would look like. There's yeah. the, there's a stack of VHS tapes. just like on the, in the foreground, just purposely put there as a prop. And he's just there smiling like, Hey, look happy for corporate. Yeah. One. Yeah. In 10 years, we're going to look at this. Maybe that's how, what he always, maybe that's what makes him great is he knew inside his head. He was like, I'm going to be, yeah, this is going to be my before photo. <laughs> this is going to be um, my before photo. But I do think, I bet you he was like mopping up the, you know, the practice facility being like, you know, whispering nuggets into Pat Riley's <laughs> ear. And they're like, hey, let's give that, that Spolster guy a chance. Because, dude, yeah, I, I remind people that not many people remember when they got the big three and how much of the pressure was on them. And they, I think they went on like a losing streak. Mm. And people were like, is it time Plus to bring four. in Pat Riley? Yeah. Like I lost four, and it was just like, no, Spolstra, and Spolstra's been there since then. He's gone through so many different teams. Brought, he, this is, yeah, this is like the, what, like the third or fourth different kind of team he's brought to the finals. Yeah, I mean, uh, as we said, right, like his reinvention is incredible as a coach because his ability to coach different types of teams, different styles, um, 
and and keep bringing them to to the finals there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of talk about how the east is back and the east is so top loaded and here comes Embiid he's MVP look at Boston who beats them Giannis is literally we call him a freak and then it's just like no Miami back in the finals again um, here's 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 my favorite part about uh, Eric Spolster's reinvention and his evolution. Um, and by favorite, I mean it's the one thing about him I hate the most. He's unnecessarily fit, and has yes. turned and, and and has made the Filipino <coughs> man standard just unreachable. Yeah. Because I think that for a lot of people, like their entry point, their gateway, <laughs> like their gateway drug into like Filipino men is Eric Spolstra, who's coaching in the NBA Finals. And I want I just want to tell people like, no, we don't look like that. No. He looks yeah. like that. We don't look like that. No, that's uh yeah, it's like cuz at that age, I know my parents and I'm starting with me now like, you know, it's fried it's a lot of fried food. It's a lot of red meat, <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're not looking for like rice. maybe a lot of lot of carbs, a lot of carbs and a lot of bloody meat, you know what I mean? And just in chichiro like you know, deep fried just snacks, and and I hope to not pass this on to my child. You know, yeah, that's um, the thing. They're not even meals; they're just yeah. snacks. You know what I mean? Everything's a snack. Oh, it's if I have a little bit of this, but it all adds up. We all, you know, my I can feel it in my knee joints. I already know because I remember my dad complaining about it at, at this age. Um, but yeah, Spolstra, you that is that is a representation we do not want. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And, and and it seems like he has very warmly embraced the new coach's dress code mm-hmm. because he's like, oh, I don't need to wear a suit. Yeah. Like, watch me close up all the buttons on this, like, size <laughs> S shirt um, yeah. and, and watch me tuck it into my, like, 28-inch waistline because I look like the perfect man now. So, Spo, like, have some rice, Spo. Like, gain a little weight. Yeah, gain a little weight. Come on, like the hair doesn't have to be perfect all the time. Like, make it easier for us. Make it easier for us. Um, Let's talk about Hemi. Um, If we want to talk about a guy who's reinvented himself, um, you know, obviously coming off of a loss, it always feels like when the Heat come off a loss, it always feels like, oh, okay, Jimmy's come back down to earth. Yeah. Um, But then. Every time a game tips off and Jimmy Butler kind of gets that ball on that first possession, you kind of have that fear kind of creep up again. And you're like, oh, no, wait, he's going to turn to Michael Jordan again. Yeah. This was a guy at the end of the bench when he started his career with the Bulls and couldn't get minutes. This was a guy who was a quote-unquote bad teammate and ran himself out of Minnesota and famously the Philadelphia 76ers picked, quote, unquote, Tobias Harris over me. (laughs) And now he has willed, willed another substandard talent talent team to the NBA Finals, um, almost by sheer will of skill and friendship. What, how did Jimmy Butler turn this around? I I mean, this is my theory on on Jimmy is that a lot of this is isn't basketball related. Well, no, so it's not basketball re- related, but Jimmy knows the only language he speaks more fluently than anyone on this planet, whether that's true or not. But he believes this is basketball. So, you know, not to speak about, you know, exactly on like his his upbringing and his, you know, situations, but the guy, he had a lot to overcome, right? And I and from what I've read, he always turned to basketball. He always turned to athletics. And I remember, you know, I've actually I've heard of my my buddy of mine, he went to college with with Jimmy and was in theater class with him. And Jimmy was the again, straight out of a movie, a, a kid who was sleeping with a basketball on his desk during theater class, you know, while everyone's learning Shakespeare. And then, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was living in Chicago when they drafted him. And I was like, who's this like late twenties pick this team's already good. If any, you know, if they, if they draft anyone who's, you know, halfway decent, like this will be incredible. And like Jimmy was one of the last few standing 
um, you know, from that D Rose, Noah and, and Dang, and, and then he had that Rondo team. Like we don't talk about like that Rondo. Oh, the three Jimmy, alphas. Yeah, like that Celtics series. They almost upset the Celtics that one series if if uh, if Rondo would have been uh, healthy. But like, but Jimmy since it's just been like for some reason people keep doubting him. People keep giving up on him, and you are only fueling the fire. So we're like at peak. He has so many things that he can bring up in his life where people gave up on him that it's just like, and being the eighth seed and having, you know, we watched him almost fight Spolstra on the court. Like, man, I, I don't, I hope everything's okay at home, but I have a feeling it might not be with the way he's played these, this postseasons. Cause he is like, it looks personal. Like if there's not, it's not, there's no coincidence that we use for every meme of someone being tired, him in the bubble leaned over. <laughs> that's what he's, that's the performance he's giving every time he goes out there. So he's a guy who, yes, Jokic, yes, Murray, the entire nuggets, but it's like, okay, but what if Jimmy decides to score 80 points tonight? You know what I mean? And 81 less than Kobe. Cause we can't, you know, he's not going to. Sure. Than Kobe, yeah. But. We'll, we'll shut down electricity. <laughs> anyone gets a 75. Um, but I think Jimmy Butler is proof that, regardless of what any of your well-mannered friends mature mm -hmm. you know let let people live type friends tell you he is proof that pettiness yes. actually goes a long way in terms yeah. of being a positive driving force in your life and i yeah. think that if you kind of look at what has fueled Jimmy Butler. And again, we only know what we can see, right? We can only assume based off of what we see. I'm sure there's a lot of deeper, more personal reasons that has really motivated him. But on the surface, it's just like Al Horford should have been talking shit, man. No. <laughs> Grant. They should have known better. Grant should have been poking the bear, man. And I don't blame those guys for, you know, being intense and things like that. But I, I, all I'm saying is I think Jimmy takes that and he's just like, I'm, let me just troll you real quick. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to use back. I'm going to use these conference finals as a way to troll you. My goal is troll <laughs> you and then secondarily, maybe be an NBA champion. And I, I love that. That's the thing going on where people as the, the Celtics are creeping back. They were like, this is what Jimmy's doing. He's doing this on purpose. He's letting the Celtics come back so that he can embarrass them in game seven. And whether that was true or not, we can say that. And it's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> you know the, you know the timeout sign on one knee? Yeah. Like yeah. straight to Al Horford's face? I know that that was everywhere on Twitter for 48 hours. Yep. I don't think it got enough. I still don't think it got enough run. I just It'll come you, back. It's it's amazing it's amazing that I, that that happened. Um, uh, okay, so good luck to good luck to the Miami Heat, man. Spo to Jimmy. Uh, I hope that they're able to reinvent the series and kind of bring themselves back um, after Game Four, and then we're gonna overreact all over again and be like, <laughs> it's doable, it's doable. They could do this. Um, speaking of memes. The childhood photo, and speaking of photos from the past, a childhood photo of Nikola Jokic, just like at a swimming party, yeah. no shirt, hunched over, looking, looking like us, looking just yep. like like a regular dude. Uh, that's right up there with the Wilt One Hundred uh, on a sheet Holding of paper yeah. in, ter in yep. terms of Mount Rushmore of basketball photos in history. I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be high, right? We should have known he was him when, because at that age and that body type, I was definitely wearing my t-shirt in the pool. You know what I mean? <laughs> t-shirt was not coming off. So the fact that... Rash that, guard. I would Jokic have been on my like, rash guard game. Exactly. Jokic is like, I don't care. And I'm like, damn, dude, are you sure? But he's just like, no, nah, I'm good. And he's been that guy since. You know what I mean? I don't care. Like, dude, maybe you should care. He's like, nah, yeah. nah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh. The fact that he's had the same haircut, too. Maybe that also should have told us that he's him. All business. I have a question about Nikola Jokic. Okay. There's that thing about his wedding ring, right? Yeah. As a, as a married man who enjoys playing basketball. 
that's a surefire way to lose your ring. I said the same exact thing. And so it was funny. I said this to my wife while we were watching it. And I was like, I wouldn't like, this is also me trying to show my wife how good of a husband I am. I'm like, <laughs> listen, I love you, but I'm not putting my ring on my, on my shoelace. That'll fly off. Yeah. And then I was like, well, he actually better be like, unlacing the top one, putting it in the second to last one, second and to then, top one. And, and then re-looping it through. into the hole. No, no, he's not. And that's, man, okay, now you're being irresponsible, right? So yes, I don't know if I love that that much. So I thought exactly, I mean, if 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 you put this out there and I'm ripping the joke, then I'm completely sorry. There, um, no, no, there is no joke. I mean, yeah, I love talking about it. But I thought, I thought that he was removing it from the top eyelet the top hole of the shoe yep uh and then s snaking the lace through the ring yep and then putting the 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 actual lace through the eyelet again that yep. way it's yep. it's secure it's actually within the shoe but then i think it was right before game two i think the nba posted like a, a close super up. close like they used the phantom cam like yeah. they use the they use the Kobe Bryant phantom cam, the 2000 uh, All Star Game cam. Yeah, the super slow mo cam on like on a rail exactly like yeah. from the 2000 cam, like floor level zoomed in on him taking his ring off, sliding it into the lace, and then tying it a single knot too. No, no, he, he just went cross and then bunny ears and then that's it. And I was like, no double knot. Just yeah. like it's just there, and, and then, that's where that's got to be like Samson's hair. Players got to like just, you know, like we need like a metal world piece on the on the free throw line <laughs> on the sides, unlacing his shoes because that's dangerous. I'm with you. I'm. I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past Jimmy Butler to do that in Game Five. Yeah, but hey, hey, Miami Heat. Um, uh, if 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 this actually helps you get to him, slow him down a little bit. You're welcome. You're welcome. In behalf, in behalf of uh, in behalf of CJ and myself, you're welcome. Coach Spo. What do you what do you do? Coach Spo, you're welcome. What do I do with what a do wedding you, ring? With a wedding ring when you hoop, yeah. I play in it. And you I'm like if, it. if I'm like if I'm gonna scratch somebody in the face yeah. because I'm wearing it, I'm sorry. I don't trust myself <laughs> to I don't trust myself to take it off and put it back on and not lose it. Yeah. It's it it's I, a it's a complete lack of trust of myself, which is the reason why I just keep it on all the time. No, that's that's good, and I I hope this doesn't backfire on me. But so yeah, I've only been married what little over three years, and I put it on my key ring, and I make sure it's on like it's a specific key ring on on my keys, and I that system has worked so far. Okay, but man, I just jinked myself. I just knocking on wood here, but that's that's what I do. I I think I had like one bad game, and it totally could have been because I ate McDonald's before. But <laughs> I was like, it's the wedding ring, you know, and I and I ha I couldn't wear it. I'm I'm at the point now where I wear or I wear the goggles. Nice. I wear an I I wear an elastic band to keep my hair out my face. Yeah. Um, I wear the Apple Watch to kind of track. My the exercise and yep. close the rings just to remind myself that I'm exercising. So at this point, I've lost all swag, right? I've lost all swag. So I'm like, if I'm playing bad, I can't, I can't pin it on the ring because there's like 17 <laughs> prior reasons why, why it, it, yeah. it would be, and most of it is me just not, just not playing well. Um, lastly, let's circle back to Jamal Murray. I'm not sure we've, we've given him enough love, enough shine. Um, there's that story he says of after he tore his ACL, he's on the bus, and then a teary-eyed him goes and asks Michael Malone, remember, it's Michael, never Mike, he'll yell right. at you, um, <laughs> if, like, are you guys going to trade me? I'm damaged goods. And then, allegedly, Michael Malone says, no, you're our guy, and then gives him a hug. Um, and then, like, people have actually come up, people who aren't, like, with the Nuggets anymore, but were with the team back then. They've actually tweeted like, "Yeah, I was there for that story. Like it actually happened." Yeah. Um, an ACL used to be like a death sentence to a basketball yep. player's career. Now it's just like, "Oh shucks, man, it'd be gone four months." But yep. you know. But did you ever think that he was going to be like, gen like generational finals no. performance good? No, and it makes me question. 
my ability to be a professional in basketball. And, and it, again, it helped that it was against my team and I will never make the same mistake again. But yeah, the injury set him back. He, again, small market team in Denver. I was like, whatever, regular season team. Like they hovered, you know, at one this whole season and it had to be more than just Jokic. But man, his game is beautiful. You know, like it's it's almost smoother and less like of a, there's like less hope than Steph Curry, it looks automatic. It looks more automatic. It looks more confident. Um, yeah, Jamal, he, he got me. You know how good Jamal Murray right now is? I've been, I've been looking at those New Balance two-way cards. I was like, <laughs> which one should I get? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I, when I'm getting, looking at New Balance signature shoes, Kawhi didn't do that to me, you know? I'm a Nike and Jordan guy. Occasionally, I have my old Kobe, Adidas Kobe's. They came back out. I got the crazy, crazy ones or whatever. I think I have a pair of the recent Hardens, but I'm not wearing them really. They're sitting there because they look cool. But like, man, I might get a pair of New Balance two ways or whatever the hell they're called. Because Jamal is that dude, you know? I hate, again, I hate when it was against the Lakers, but I got to pay attention more. That is the epitome of, of, of sports marketing right yeah. there is you take a product that people usually would not care for and then you put it on the you put it on the feet of like just an incredible athlete and now all of a sudden people are like you know what you know what hang I'll on rock them. yep this is this is like kanye with the ultra boost all over again you know yeah. what you know what maybe maybe i need to get some ultra boost because <laughs> kanye been wearing them um not gonna lie not gonna lie I've been looking at the two ways. Yeah. I was like, you know what? And NB's kind of cool. My name's Nico. Like, it starts with an N. Everything they yeah. have has just like this giant obnoxious N on the side. Yeah. I could do it. I think I could do it. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because like I'd lace those up and start running pick and rolls. Just like yeah, thinking yeah. I'm Jamal Murray. It's just like me. Just these little spit. Yeah, these spin fades. Uh, yeah, like, these. Like, <laughs> I've thought about it. I, you know, that's how I feel when I put on players' shoes. That's why I like the Kyrie line for so long. I don't know. It was like putting on like a power suit and it like got all the players' powers. Now, did the ball go in the hoop? No, but if it, it felt, it always feels fun feeling like them. So, yeah, I think I got to get a pair of those. I was looking for the gingerbread colorway. I mean, I missed out on them. Oh, you're down bad now. Oh, you're down yeah. bad now. When yeah. I know about the specific colorways, ooh, it's, of, it's of, rough. Yeah, of, of New Balances, um, then, then, you, <laughs> then you, sir, are. The user are in trouble. Um, game four, there's a quick turnaround between game three and game four. Yeah. We're putting this out. We're doing this early morning Friday here in Manila. Um, so we're putting it out immediately after we record this. Yeah. Um, game four is tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. So it's yep. so we're, we're back to a 48-hour wait. Thank you, Lord. Um, <laughs> you got any predictions? Because we're going to be overreacting to this Uh the entire way through you got any predictions for game four and moving forward from there um i think i think it's it's still i think the heat get the next game i think they get game four but i, I still think it's nuggets and six i don't think that the heat aren't weren't going to go back home and and lose a game i mean lose both games so i'm going to give the heat this upcoming game but i think the nuggets will close it out in six hashtag heat culture um you do know though that the overreaction, if they tie it up two to is two, they're going to win this. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's going to be like it's a best of three. You never know. They've yeah. won and one in, in seven, Denver. Yeah, in seven. I'm picking the Heat, and in I don't seven, care oh. if Jimmy. If, yeah, if they go to seven, I'm picking the Heat. And, and if if Denver if Denver wins if Denver wins, and they go up three one. That means they would have won both road games, right? Yeah. You know the overreaction yeah. is still going to be, well, you know, these 3-1 leads, they, they've they they've disappeared in the <laughs> finals before. And, and, and who better to come back from 3-1 yeah. than the miracle Miami Heat? I'm excited for the takes. I'm excited for the takes. Love it. I will um, watch any basketball. I hate that people call it boring. I'll watch anything. Are you are, like are 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 you sick in in that way that like if yes. there's basketball like you just don't care you'll watch it? 
I've, dude, I've sat, I, like, now I'm like, oh, I want to rewatch all the Bulls finals, like, in completion. Like, I, this is what I say to, I recommend anyone who, um. Wait, you watch just, 90s games, like. Yeah. End to end? Um, I'll skim, I'll, like, jump. Yeah. Like, you know what my favorite thing to do is? When you see, and this happens a lot on NBA Twitter, you see, like, when Wizards Jordan played uh, Blazers Pippen, you're like. Mm. That doesn't look like it ever happened in yeah. reality. Tracking yeah. down that game and seeing that they both played like eight minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like, because man, the internet has everything. So it's fun to scrub, scrub through some of those games. You know, all the Jordan 50 point wizard games are fun. Um, some, yeah, I want to go, I want to deep dive into some old, just like wacky games. It, but. It, in, in the pandemic, you know how they started putting up just like finals games, yep. just like classic yep. games, like on YouTube just for free. Um, I think I did one of the bulls once and I yeah. swear to you, I got up, made a sandwich, made a drink, literally like this is not exaggeration. I got up man, came back to see those teams just like score no points in yeah. that span. And then I did an eighties one cause magic Johnson is my favorite player of all time. Yeah. Um, did the same thing, just played in the background, got up, I think took out a load of laundry, came back, saw both teams score like 20 points already, just like no interest in playing defense whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, there's a reason. Like there, there's a reason we watch highlights from, yep. from this era. The, yep. these, these 2004 final full game ones are not doing it for me. Like this <laughs> like, it's not a good way to spend my time as, as someone who appreciates basketball. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the files are going to be great. We'll, probably bug you again try to see where our overreaction takes us after after a couple games here in the finals um but i'd be i'd be remiss if if i didn't thank our our friends from from axa insurance who uh make this pod possible and make this episode possible and you know they are they are champions in terms of really advocating that self-care is health care and you taking care of yourself, being preventative in that sense, allows you to go on and live a healthier life. So I wanted to ask you, what's your method of self-care? Like, yeah. how does someone who professionally is funny all the time, creative yeah. all the time, I'm sure people look at you and be like, man, you must never have a bad day. Like, how, oh. do, you, like, how do you kind of take care of your how does cj take yeah. care of cj um the real way and just did it this morning every thursday therapy just a just a 50 minute session will help and that's that's something new in my life um and then hooping like truly like you know i people say like watching movies or reading books but you know sometimes the mind can wander outside of that stuff but hooping is like yeah it's um it's you're just you're just trying to get the ball through the hoop you're trying to you know be like jamal murray or whatever um, and then, yeah, in therapy, you can, you can take that problem head on and, and, and talk it out. So those are probably my two that, uh, I, yeah, that, that gets me through life and yeah, just also, yeah, spending time with my family too. I played last night. I know exactly what you mean. I played yeah. last night. I played like crap too. Like I played terribly fine. last night and I, like, I, and I was driving home just like with a massive smile on my face. Cause I played, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause Dude, the. The drenched T-shirt is the great, and then hop in the shower is the greatest feeling, dude. Like I, I took so much pride in in my particular drenched T-shirt yesterday. Yeah, I was wearing a Snoopy T-shirt, um, <laughs> and then it was so drenched. It was so like just, and I was just like, oh. I felt like all of that just leaving my body. It was just like yeah. all that stress. I was like, ah, I feel. I, I I remember I was telling I was telling a friend of mine because it was a work day every Thursday is a work run. I remember telling a friend of mine like I'm so proud of this I'm so proud of this shirt. He's like, Did you make it? And I was like, No, I'm just so proud of like <laughs> how sweaty I got it, how much I ran up and down. Like I didn't play well today, but I'm just I'm just so proud like I'm here, I showed up. Uh, yep, and then exactly. I, I and then I went on and proceeded to wear a Lita from WWE T shirt. Um and then he said like, do you do, do you realize just how random these t-shirts you'd be wearing are? 
And then I go, dude, they're at the top of the pile, man. I don't, dude, I don't think about these we're things. We're too much alike. I don't know. Like, if we, I know we've met in person before, but if we're in the same room and other people noticed it, they, the, the world might start spinning a little bit faster. It's, um, I, I, I think I, I think I could show up to your work and kind of like pass off yeah. to you for a good like four hours before oh, people yeah. notice. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, CJ, what, do, what can people watch out for? Um, what can people, um, be excited about that you're that you're working on and where yeah. can they where they can catch it consume it man um i think everything the the main hub is probably my just my twitter at cj toledano that's where i post everything but yeah keep your eyes peeled at follow through on instagram um and yeah just drop in dude i'm really excited about you mentioned it before the sandler merch i'm just like i i've taken upon myself the things that are so niche and like special to me and you know, as I talk to him, people, other, I'm finding common people with common interests like yourself. I'm just trying to make stuff like that people like us and my friends would just us enjoy instead of just trying to get this mass appeal. And it's been so so fun. So look out for like follow through merch. Um, yeah, uh, there's content coming out from us all the time from commercials to skits and all that stuff. So um, I just really appreciate it. like, dude. I mean, as you know. Filipinos in basketball and having an audience is is just really it's really special and like I just want to keep making stuff for them. Follow through merch as seen as seen on as seen on as seen in movies as seen yeah, on white man can't jump. jump. You, really you still that, crazy. You pl- I didn't. Tell me the truth. Dude, how much you pay? So here's here's how what much happened. you pay. How much the you director... pay the stylist? <laughs> how much you pay the stylist to be like yo get my hat in there? I, I would have paid a lot to be completely honest. Cause man, that has been, it's been so surreal, but yeah, the director follows me on Instagram and was saying, uh, he, he asked if, if there was any like independent basketball streetwear stuff out there. And I was like, I got these hats. He says, send me as many as you, as you can. I sent a whole box. The Lakers one showed up and I was like, that's the one I would have picked. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we got to get get one in your hands too. We gotta, when, uh, I got a whole this package for you. When you when you posted it, I did the Leo DiCaprio meme. Oh, <laughs> yeah. just like me, like just on my couch, just like yeah. scrolling through, and then you posted it, and then I was like, ah, yeah. ah. I, I remember I showed my wife. I was like, it's in the movie. It's in the movie. And my wife was <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. then you got to explain Wayne's World. I don't know. I yeah, don't know if your yeah. wife like. Likes early '90s comedies, uh, but yeah, I've had to do that a lot. Here, here's my goal. Before I go, here's my goal. I want to get it in the hands of Filipino uh, American NBA players this upcoming season. So, Jordan Clarkson, Jalen Green are my my two number uh, number one targets. I want to outfit, just having them, yeah, rock some of the shit. But if they if they you know like it, so we'll we'll see. I've I, I have a feeling we can make that happen. Yeah. I have a feeling we could make that happen. Okay. That's 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 coming soon enough. Um, and, you know, it's 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 something that I know Filipinos who are listening to this are going to go check out. Uh, and they're going to go and now badger you and kind of be all up in your DMs going like, how do you ship them here? So that's we will a- ship. We will ship out there. I will figure it out. You will pay the same amount that everyone does. I know shipping is crazy, but. We got we got to get in the hands of some Filipinos. I've given you a problem now and put you on the spot. Uh, but you do incredible things. You're the best at what you do, and we Dude, can't wait too. to to see what comes next. Um, Sam, my love to the family. Can't wait Likewise. to see you again, uh, and we'll 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 chat again very very soon, and we'll make sure that you and I are never never ever ever in the <laughs> same photo with Eric Spolster between us, because that'll just be a Hey, FIBA, FIBA us. this August. FIBA this August. Yo, calm down. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm really thinking about it. All right, we're going to go off into a work call, people. So uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to start fixing some details. Uh, but yeah, hope everybody uh, and uh, has been enjoying the finals so far. This finals podcast is presented by AXA. Thank you very much to the one, the only, the super talented CJ Teledano. CJ, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. I want a million lives. I want a billion profits when all that I got is a villainous mind. I keep a real in the pocket while you hear the venomous lies. I do not speak like a prophet because I got a million styles. Let's see what's really inside. Pulling over in the whip. Flying out another tree.